Hello, my friends. Nick Labretti here for JRCigars.com. Welcome to a very special episode of the Long Ash Podcast. As you can notice, my normal co-host, Secret Chris, is not here. He is off doing Secret Chris things. So instead, instead of the nice, stout, barely Chris, I went for the... Hello, my friends. Nick Labretti here for JRCigars.com. Mr. Terrence Riley of Agonorsa. Terrence, always such a pleasure having you join us on the Long Ash Podcast. How are you, my friend? Oh, good, good. And I've been called worse, by the way, so I'll take that description. <laughs> I was trying to be nice, but mostly to Chris, because me, I always, I, we always make fun of each other. So, <laughs> but uh, how's life? How's uh, how's Florida treating you? How's how's everything going? Yeah, just running around like an idiot, mostly, just <laughs> trying to finish that you're strong, keep preaching the gospel of Agonorsa, and uh, you know, it's pretty much the same type of uh, you know, we're not in rocket science. We're uh, we're out there trying to get, you know, brand recognition, brand understanding, brand passion, trying to get people to uh, recognize Agonorsa, learn about us, hopefully get excited about it. And so that's, uh, you know, uh, just a, a constant, uh, a constant effort. Yeah. That's one of the interesting things I find from Agonorsa is, you know, before that, obviously there were Casa Fernandez. I find like a lot of times with companies is they have the brand first and then it might take them a while in terms of finding their cigar customer or, what their style of blend is going to be. You guys have been making outstanding cigars for years, high quality tobacco, but just in the past few of you have really been finding your brand voice, which I find really interesting. And I, I love what you guys are doing. You changed the name over to Agonorsa Leaf. You've rebranded a lot of stuff. You have the validation series now. Take us through what it's been like to kind of like really formulate this brand and what is the brand identity of Agonorsa? So generally speaking, uh, you, a company, or at least the cigar companies, they focus on one of three types of things. And this is a crude breakdown. Nobody's all of one or anything, but there's always a focus on one. It's either cult of personality of the owner. You think of some companies, you immediately think of the owner. You think of the companies named after the owner. Right. Um, and, and that's one way to do it. You know, that, that person's charisma, their personality really helps them stand out and, and makes a big part of the difference. Uh, other companies are more lifestyle based. You know, you think of who owns Davidoff. Who knows? But immediately right. you think of uh, luxury. You think of this, you're the guy in the high-end suit with the with the Rolex, and and they have they have really like a, a high-end lifestyle uh, associated with what with, with what they do. And then you have product-based. There's something about product itself. Um, and we're a product-based company. What makes Agonorsa stand out is the tobacco that we grow. Uh, I, I, nobody really wants to look like a you know I, I kind of look like Jake from State Farm most of the time. So that's not really <laughs> a, a lifestyle anyone's going for. And uh, you'd be and surprised, not, man. A lot of people yeah. like Jake from State Farm. <laughs> I'm just say they don't like him. I'm saying I don't yeah. know if that's the lifestyle they're, <laughs> I you know, get they're you, aiming I get for. Uh, and uh, and so and so we focus on the leaf. That's that's our strength. Our leaf is our strength. And so th that it made more sense to have everything kind of uh, highlight that rather than you know Casa Fernandez is, is is a great name. Eduardo Fernandez is the owner, but he's more behind the scenes. He likes being in the farms in the factory. He doesn't. He's not kind of running around out there. Uh, uh, putting himself in front of people um, in that way. And that's just not his, his thing. And then Fernandez, you know, there's AJ Fernandez. Fernandez is like Smith with Latin people. I mean, there's millions right. of them. And, uh, and so th those things didn't really kind of capture what was special about the company. And uh, Agonor Sleeve does. And, and that was kind of the shift in focus. And it's been, you know, it's funny. December 1st, I've been with the company five years now. And, wow. uh, and, uh, you know, we've seen a lot of changes and we still got a ways to go, but there's no question that that, that focus towards uh, 
towards our leaf was a big uh, factor in, in our growth. And it's it's great that you bring that up because I want that to be a, a a primary focus on our conversation today is is your guys' development of leaf. I have one quick question, and please tell me if this is absolutely stupid or if this is common knowledge and I just missed it. I think I kind of know what an e- what does agonorsis what does it mean? It's a it's a agricola. It's an acronym. Cubans love acronyms. Uh, yeah. So there's you know they're they're all you know tabacusa matasa uh, na- naxa yeah naxa yeah they all yeah. love. So, so uh, Agonor says Agricola, Ganadera, Norteña, SAI. The SAI on all the ends of them, but that's like yeah. incorporated. Yeah, that means yeah like that's business. like Cabano's SAI, yeah. And what it basically means is kind of like Norteño is a word for Nicaragua. It's like a, it's like Nicaraguan uh, farming and, uh, you know, herding and agriculture company is basically the rough okay. translation of it. Uh, because Agonor says there's also cattle, pigs. There's rice farms. It's a it's a big operation. Tobacco, which is massive, is is uh, only one part of it, um, and so that's where Aganorsa comes from. You guys are doing cattle too. Yeah, cattle, pigs. Uh, they got everything. Man, you got to lean into that a little bit more. Get some Aganorsa steaks out there on the market. Yeah, I know, yeah, I, yeah, I, I, I keep saying. Yeah. yeah, a little um, Aganorsa filet mignon. Yeah, absolutely. That if that if at, at the very least that should be like a limited edition. You guys do. Um, yeah. That's true. It's a good point. Yeah. So talking about, like you said, the focus on the leaf, which I find to be really important. Um, obviously, there's innovation going on at all levels from a lot of different companies. And sometimes it's obvious. Sometimes you don't really see it. I feel like with you guys, it's very uh, it's very front and center. You have, you know, all of your um, guardian of the farms, well, at least the last two, the Night's Watch or the Night Watch and now the, uh, Cerebus, the Cerebus have really focused on not just like new tobaccos that you guys are using, but like new tobaccos that you guys have kind of created. And you don't see that really a lot um, in the industry. You you know that there's, you know, like tobacco brokers and growers who may be developing something and then maybe some other company will utilize that, but you guys are actually innovating and then putting it out there on the market for the first time. So I want to talk a little bit about the process of innovation with you guys how you decide, like, for example, in the Cerebus, the, if I'm pronouncing that right, you guys did a Corojo 2012. Everyone knows Corojo yes. 99. It's been around for, you know, however long. Tell us a little bit about what the process was in developing the Corojo 2012. And what are the differences that you see in that flavor-wise, combustion-wise from the typical Corojo 99? Corojo 2012, again, it, so just to be clear, it's 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 a Cuban seed. They, they, it's developed in Cuba. And then, and then we get these seeds through various means and then we start uh playing with them a little bit for lack of a better word and what that means is basically they grow a test crop so they'll grow the test crop they'll cure uh ferment age it and they'll start playing around with it and if they feel that one it's good to begin with on it standing alone is good and then it combines well which is equally important with the tobaccos we grow corojo 99 career 98 then they'll start uh, developing it further. And there's some that we've, we've tried and it just, you know, we decide not to do much with, and then there's, there's uh, if, if anything, and then uh, others uh, we kind of uh, have embraced and throw 2012 is one we've embraced. Um, I, it, one, it combines very well with our other tip uh, with our Corojo 99 and Corojo 2000, uh, excuse me, Corojo 99 and Corojo 98. And then um, it has some unique characteristics. It's got very le- leathery to it. It's very aromatic. Um, and and it's distinctive and again there's so many uh tobaccos and cigars on the market you you kind of want to stand out you want to have uh 
you know, that signature flavor profile. And then we create various expressions of it with these tobaccos. And so I think the more that you can find something that will, the person will go look kind of, Hey, what's this? Or what am I smoking? One of the things that we always do when we, we when we're tasting blends is we kind of just light them up and then you do something else. You talk, you kind of go over other things. And then when you're like, man, this is good. If it, it kind of kicks in like that, that's always right. a good sign. Um, and so, and so that's what that, you know, for the Rojo 2012, um, that's how that comes about, but it takes years. Coro, the, the year always means this, the year, the, the seed varietal kind of was put online uh, for commercial use in, in Cuba. So the, the Coro 2012 was obviously 2012. Um, but like for us, we, got it, we get the seeds, we, t- we grow the test crop that takes, you know, a couple, you know, a couple of years between curing, fermenting, aging and everything. You play around with it. Then you grow it on much, a much larger scale. That takes a few more years. So, uh, I mean, 2012 was 10 years ago, right. and it's only in the past year that we started utilizing that variety. So, for so let's go back to what you guys use on the on the Night Watch, which was was that it was a Corojo 99, but it was a Maduro, I believe, correct? Yeah, it was Corojo 99. It was shade grown Corojo Maduro, which is yes. a mouthful. Yeah, uh, and it's it sounds kind of like uh, to be honest. When they first told me, I was kind of like. This sounds like a gimmick, <laughs> but uh, all those words are, impo- they're important. They're actually everyone. Cause each one kind of is, so it's a Corojo 99 seed. It's a, uh, it's grown uh, in Jalapa and sh- under shade on a cheesecloth, um, which normally you would associate with a, like a, a Connecticut. you know, a lighter shade cigar, right? A Connecticut, yeah. you know, shade grown. Um, and uh, you know, something that doesn't have, that has a light wrapper, not a dark wrapper. Um, however, uh, um, we take higher primings that are thicker and we put them through a more intense fermentation and they get that dark, rich Maduro hue. So that's how, you know, you get shade grown Corojo Maduro uh, with all those words being important. And we're the only ones doing that. And it took a very long time. I mean, Eduardo tells me that it was nearly 20 years uh, to, to develop that um, because of it's hard to grow rapper to begin with in Nicaragua and Maduro is very hard to grow in Nicaragua. Mm. Um, and so this is that process of, you know, uh, using shade grown tobaccos with higher primings uh, and, for, and, and, and we were able to produce it that way. We still don't produce a lot. It's only on a couple of our brands, the Agonos right. League signature Maduro, uh, Guardian of the Farm Night Watch, yep, which you're smoking there. Yep. Uh, and then, uh, and, and then our Lunatic Locos, uh, Fat Perfectos. It's only on those three brands. We don't use anything else. It's, it's, it's still, the yield is not great on it, mm. um, but we were able to grow enough to, to supply those three lines. That must be, I don't want to use the word frustrating, but like the patience it, it must take, because I'm sure that there's stuff that you guys have talked about that you're just getting the idea or, or Eduardo's just getting the idea like right now, but this is something that can't even possibly see shelves for like seven years. Like there's some new seed varietal or some new way that he's like, oh, maybe if I ferment this this way, but take us a little through like, like that process, how, how long you have to look out for something, uh, you know, like how, how, when you, when you're planning these kind of new innovative projects, is it kind of just random or do like every year you're like, all right, here's what we want to do for the next five. Here's what we want to do for the next 10, et cetera. You kind of have your, 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 uh, your stable of horses, right. That you've developed over time and you, and you have, so, you know, our JFR lunatic, um, you know, our core line, Aguilar sleep validation, these types of things. Um, the, you kind of know what you have there and you're trying to, to make sure that you can maintain those blends. That's the, that's the first thing you want to maintain the blends you have, because if they change, you know, you're kind of robbing Peter to pay Paul. So that's right. the first aspect of it. And then you're looking to kind of innovate, but like, like you said, who knows, you know, will this seed varietal work out? Who knows? 
How will the crop year be? Who knows? You know, uh, what will political conditions and marketing conditions be like? Who knows? So you're, you're kind of planning, but more importantly, you're constantly adjusting. And so, you know, you have a vision, you have a goal you want to get to, but the manner you get there, if you think you're just going to draw a straight line, get there the, the, usually the journey is kind of like a lot of loops and things like that and going right. back and, and so and so it's got you just have to like you said the patience required is tremendous because there's always problems always something comes up there's always delays there's always something that you didn't expect uh to happen that throws a, a monkey uh, wrench in there and uh and and so you, you the more important fact is that or that aspect is is making sure that you can adjust as quickly as possible to unforeseen uh factors right no, no, and I appreciate that. And when and when you're working with a company like yours, you know the the quality and the consistency is so important that there obviously is no rushing. Like obviously everything has been thought out and and tested a thousand different ways to make sure it's going to not only be good for one year, but it's, it's going to be sustainable for the next five or ten. Let's say. Um, I want to talk a little bit about, and I know we talked about it before, but it's one of my favorites that you guys do. And for any kind of new viewers, we have the Aganorsa, the Rare Leaf Reserve. Such a sure. phenomenal cigar. Um, now, as you said, you guys have you know really, really worked on the branding the past few years. I feel that that is my favorite in terms of the blend, the story, the look of it, the reddish hue off the wrapper with that with the reddish band. It just plays so well. For anybody who's new out there who maybe hasn't tried the rare leaf or doesn't really know the backstory, could you give us a little bit of a backstory to it? And also, I saw that you guys recently redid the packaging on that even though it's kind of a recent uh release tell us a little bit of the thought that went behind that so so rare leaf uh, the, the concept behind rare leaf is we when people are always like do you ever get you know t- uh farms or certain fields that produce a unique characteristic uh or certain crop vintages or whatever and uh you know that's true farmers hate that what farmers want is the same exact thing over and over and over again um and because that allows you to be consistent you know um however obviously you you do have that sometimes it's a certain vintage sometimes it's a certain farm has a very distinctive characteristic to it and so what you can kind of do is is uh either utilize those tobaccos uh in a limited edition and, and concentrate them so they're highlighted or you can kind of dilute them out into you know various uh blends and things like that where they're present but they're, you know you don't really get the full uh flavor of it you right. know and so uh with rare leaf uh and there's there's problems to both of those things uh so you like with you come out with a limited edition everybody loves it they go back to their retailer and they go oh I, i'll take another box and the retailer says oh well it's sold out so now the guy goes what do you mean it's sold out and then he starts going to other retailers and asking for it so the, the retailer is mad because now he's got his customer running around to other places looking to buy cigars that he could he wishes he could sell and then the alternative is of course as you said is to dilute it out and uh and, and, and make it be, you know, something that you don't, uh, don't really highlight in the blend, but it's present to some degree. Now, when you do that, obviously it doesn't taste the same. Yeah. You made more, you ruined the blend. It's, uh, it's diluted. You got greedy, you know? So there's, you, you never make anybody happy. You need these scenarios. Exactly. So with rare leaf, with, with the, with the benefit is, is, uh, is you're kind of getting a limited re- release on a consistent basis. We, we, we don't limit the production. We limit who has access to it. So right. uh, we only have about 125 uh, accounts nationwide um, that, ha- that have access to it. And again, if you order hundreds of boxes at a time, you don't get all that, but, but if you, you know, you'll get, you'll get it eventually. Um, right. And, and you'll certainly get some 
some amount consistently. So that way you have this some you know, this brand that uh, other people don't have that aren't our Agonor select partners. Um, and uh, you can count on if you put it in a customer's hand, you can get you can give it you can sell it to them again um, without having to worry that they're going to go look for it somewhere else. So, so that was kind of the inspiration behind Rarely. Uh, we we are changing uh, the band on it uh, we, we, as we're doing everything. Our our uh, our rebrand is an evolution. Like I tell people, everyone's like, oh, you're you know, when is this going to be done? It's like, well, <laughs> probably probably five years. And, and it's it's just because if you wait till things are perfect, you never do anything. You'll just sit right. there and be like, oh, next next year it'll be all ready to go. And then if you know years pass and nothing's been done. So what we what we tr- have been trying to do is implement as much as possible as quickly as possible, but not waiting till you know every single thing is totally ready right. uh, to go. So for instance, like our val- validation series, like we redid that. We really love how that came out. Our anniversarial line, we did that, that came, came out. And Rare Leaf, uh, uh, we, you know, is the next part of that rebrand. And again, it's not even that people like the packaging of Rare Leaf. We, that, that's a little bit more upscale. Um, it was more that we want, one thing COVID kind of taught us, um, when I would go to retailers and say, you know, uh, so how, you know, with COVID, you know, the customers, they'd come to the, you know, they couldn't enter the store. They'd come to you and, uh, you know, call you up and say, hey, I'll get a box of cigars at the door. And what they would do is they'd say, hey, can I get a box of that cigar I already get? Well, which one? It's on the right-hand side. Yeah, the right-hand side. I mean, what's that? What's the name of it? I don't know. I think it starts with an S or an A or something. And it's like, uh, well, do you know the size? With, with the color? Well, I think there's blue. And they look at the cigar all day long, yeah. every day, and they don't know what it's called the size or anything so that just gives you an idea of how difficult it is to get, gain brand awareness when a guy that's smoking the thing doesn't even know what it's called right so we, we felt it was really important to have the logo with the arm really prominently featured on everything uh and that way at least they can say you know you know it's the one with the arm on it you know uh, okay now that sticks out they say right. the, the one would begins with a was that arturo fuente is that ace prime is that you know whatever you know like who, who knows, you know, but the one with the arm, I don't think there's too many, you know, companies that that could be confused with because um, we're trying to make it as easy as possible for the person to, to, fi- to find the cigar. I mean, really, if you, it's almost a, a miracle that somebody ends up loyal to a brand. I mean, so it's, right. if you think about it, you guys got to walk in the humidor. There's a hundred different brands in there. The odds he comes out with yours are not that great to begin with because just, you know, by purely by the numbers, right? especially if it, he hasn't heard. Me. Then he's got to smoke it have a great experience. It's got to be the right cigar for him. He's got to have a great experience. He's got to remember it. And the next time he goes into a store, it's got to be there too. So think of all the things that can go wrong there. Right. Um, and, and then, you know, oh, I love this. How many times have you heard this? I love this cigar. It was amazing. Can't remember the name. Can't remember, you know. So now uh, all that work to get a guy, the guy loves the thing and he has no idea what it's called and never remembers the brand. So uh, everything we're doing is tr- is trying to make it easier for the in-consumer to uh to recognize to understand and hopefully become really excited about agonorsa yeah i mean it is such a fine balance because you see so many brands out there that like man the branding on this is great but then the cigar is just subpar it's not consistent or you see cigars it's like man these are great cigars but the branding is just all over the place who knows which one of these is from which company it's just so confusing so even if it takes you like even you know like you said you're doing it like kind of sporadically like as things are coming that fine tuning is, is going to make such a difference. And listen, you guys have, like I said, been making great cigars for years, but it's really been the past three or four, like kind of since you come on board and really push forward that branding that Aganorsa has exploded onto the scene. A, you know, a lot of people 
have such respect for not only just the tobacco, but the brand now as a whole, you're getting, uh, you know, awards, top 25s, top 10s. So just that fine tuning can make such a big difference. Um, and it's one of the reasons that I, I love, you know, kind of talking with you guys, working with you. We worked with you on the 50th anniversary for us um, because as much history as you guys have and like reputation and years of like doing the, the tobacco work, it's kind of fun to see you guys doing the branding things like as it goes along, you know what I mean? It, it's, and, and keeping it relevant and modern instead of being like, Oh, well, this is what it's been called for 10 years. So that's just what it's going to look like forever. It's like, no, like why, if it's not working and we know we have a great product there, why would we just leave it as is? So uh, genius mindset in my mind, Terrence. Um, Thank you. So I listen, respect where respect is due. <laughs> uh, talk a little bit about uh, going back to the, the Cerebus, you know, the guardian, I, I don't want to, I don't want to say it's your, signature knock on uh, your signature line but i feel like the guardian of the farm has been like kind of your boutique like the one that like hit for like that yeah. audience you know what i mean absolutely that's that's exactly what it is i mean it, so again a, a dog on a cigar band is not what you would think of as traditional cigar packaging um so it, it was a, originally a collaboration with Warp Cigar with Kyle Gellis. Obviously, Kyle is has a, a, a you know was one of the stronger boutiques out there. So it has a lot of uh, it's 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 geared at that audience, and so that's why we do kind of interesting things. The the the, the more boutique smoker, they're 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 interested in the tobaccos that are in the cigar and things like that. A lot of people that I mean they smoke cigars all day long. They love them, but they you know they don't care what. They just know they like them or they don't. They don't care what, what rapper you're, farm you're, whatever else. Whereas uh, the Guardian audience is interested in a shade-grown Corojo Maduro wrapper. They're interested in the Corojo 2012. They're interested in the story about how the, the, the original series is, is named after dogs that we used to guard uh, our farms and, and facilities in Nicaragua. And so th that uh, that makes it fun because th that allows us to be able to do more interesting things and be more creative and to... Uh, and and to give more content because that consumer is is interested in in learning. Yeah, absolutely, I agree. And like I said, we, you know, we we featured you in our cigar magazine this year. You know, mm -hmm. and we talked about the Cerebus, which I thought was outstanding, especially in that was it a Lonsdale, a six by like forty. Yeah, six by uh, forty four. Oh, pre primo. Um, going back to blending really quick, um, because this is something that's come up in a few of my other interviews, and I want to get your perspective on it. I feel like there are obviously everyone has their kind of own way of blending. Every company has a specific process they follow. Um, but I feel like there's two kind of general schools of thought when it comes to blending and to consistency. Um, the more traditional one is even if you have to use like different tobaccos from a different crop, you want the cigar to taste the same year in year out. I know that's how, you know, Dion blends. How a lot of guys traditionally blend is, Hey, even if we have to change out the filler for something over here, it's going to taste the same like it did last year. But in talking with Michael Herklotz, who I'm sure, I'm sure yeah. you know, I know um, very well. Yeah, uh, and what he what he did this year with the Elegancia um, as this limited edition yearly thing is, is like, no, we're using the exact same tobaccos, but it's going to be kind of like a wine vintage where it's going to be the exact same things going in, but the experience is going to change year to year. How do you view these kind of two schools and, and where do you think, where do you, where do you land on, you know, is there a right way to do it or, you know? No, I mean, I th again, there's, so there's no, you know, I, I think, I think there's benefits to both. And I think some instances lend themselves to one and one, some instances lend themselves to the other. So for instance, like uh, on our, on our core line, JFR lunatic stuff that we, we want to maintain the same experience 
over and over again um, because that's what the person is looking for. They're looking for, they want to pick up those notes every single time um, they, they, they smoke it and your, your general cigar consumer, that's what they expect. They don't expect like with wine where if you sell, oh, you like 2016, they go, what do you mean? I like the 2016. I like the cigar. I'm supposed to taste it the same every time. Right. So for, for, in those instances, we try to make sure that the blend is, is, is consistent in terms of, you know, the flavor, the aroma, the tasting notes uh, year in and year out. I do think in like, and, and Michael's uh, Ferio Tego is a great example of this. When you're doing something special, when you're doing something uh, that's, that's really meant to be a, a, a showcase piece um, that can make it more interesting. And, and we do that in it, uh, as well to some degree is that with our Supreme leaf, mm-hmm. the blend is always the same, but uh, the size is different. And we don't, we keep the we keep the, we're not trying to aim it for the exact same, flavor every time we're trying to aim for those same ratios of tobacco uh in that in, in that size creating a slightly different experience of course you know and so that's that's sort of the fun of that is that well i like the toro the most and then the robusto is the most and the, and the torpedo and the whatever They're like and so that makes it kind of fun because okay yeah the last round uh you know was my favorite let's see if this round lives up to it and and so i think there's for for that kind of for the higher end and for that more kind of uh, boutique audience, I think that that is a, uh, is more interesting to them than the exact same experience over and over again. So I think there's benefits to both and we try to utilize both philosophies. Yeah, I agree. I mean, for the longest time, I mean, speaking with guys like you speaking with guys, like, you know, Dion was the first one who I like explicitly told me. Um, and I know he works with you guys, you know, almost exclusively um, he told me like, you know, oh, no, I'll go to a different, you know, crop or a different thing, you know, or or different field to get the consistency in each one. But then when Michael was telling me about that, I'm like, that's actually a really interesting way to do it. But I can see how, yeah, for example, for your consistent main lines, you know, you want the, you want almost the McDonald's effect. You want the guy smoking it in California last year and the guy smoking it in Maine this year. That's the same exact cigar, but then something like the Supreme leaf adding in that element of surprise for the more nuanced smoker. I mean, I, I think that's the uh, that's the way to go. Tell us, um, you know, obviously we're getting towards the holidays, so probably not any big announcements. But before we go to some fan questions that we have, anything brewing? Is, is there, a, you know, any any anything brewing for the you know the twenty twenty three that we can talk about? Maybe new sizes of something, new blends being worked out, anything like that? Yeah, so I, again, there'll be uh, the signature smoking and uh, rare leaf, as we discussed. We'll have packaging upgrades. We'll have more information on that sh- uh, shortly. Uh, we we will have uh, Supreme Leaf. will be back. We had done until this this year, till twenty twenty two, two sizes every year of Supreme Leaf. The one that would come out in about March, and there would be another that would come out about August. Uh, and uh, this year, just because we had so much going on, we there was only one release back in uh, February March. So it'll be the first time in a year Supreme will be back on the market um, and that will go on sale in January. And it'll be the first time it's not a box press. It'll be the first time it's a, it's a traditional uh, parejo. So uh, we'll, I think, I think that's going to be really interesting to see how, how people react to uh, the difference in, in from box press to, to, to round. I mean, it's something that I guess when I was a younger smoker, I didn't really notice that much. But the past few years, um, you know, for our 50th, we did, you know, I think we, we, the line we did with you guys was traditionally, uh, well, it, yeah. well, that was more of a ratio. That was more of a, a smaller size, of traditionally bigger size. But size and format really plays into it. 
one of the biggest examples is we got an Oliva V Milano in a Parejo. And I'm like, this, I'm telling you, just hits differently. Different. Than, yeah. than the, than the, and it's not, I think it's better, but it's, it's, it's just definitely different. It's more to my preference, but it is weird how size and format really plays into those subtle differences that can really make a brand that you like, oh yeah, I like this too. Oh no, this is now my all time favorite. Um, I think it's sometimes you can just push it over that line. Um, last thing for me, uh, any chance of getting like a like a JR special rare reserve uh, rare leaf in like a six by forty? You know, six by forty four. Is that a? Uh, you gotta send. Uh, you gotta send me all the information. I'll you send you the info. That's I'm trying what, to. Get... What I always say is the door. The door is always open, my friend. The door is always open. Whether you know, sometimes things can come together and sometimes they don't. But at least for you, the door is always open. I'm trying to make a Nick Labretti collection on JR. They're not happy with the name of it, but I'm calling it that of just some of my fa- <laughs> my favorite lines or my favorite blends, but in my favorite size. Now, the experiment with this is sometimes it's not going to work. I mean, there's yeah. a lot of cigars that I love, you know, in bigger ring gauges, but if you were to make that in a 6x40, it might not taste as good. There are some that I think yeah. would be perfect in that size. So I want to do some kind of experiment. Like, let's get everything made into this size and see what stands and what doesn't. But that's yeah. What if every cigar that you love, the blend of, was made the size that you love? That's yeah, smart. Exactly. Look at me. I'm wearing glasses, Terrence. You know, I'm a smart. (laughs) That's true. So we do. I wasn't sure if they're real, but now I believe they are. (laughs) Oh, they're actually they're uh, they're not at all. Um, (laughs) (laughs) So we have some fan questions here. Um, Oh wow! This is from uh, Efold Stock. Any plans on releasing anything in a Figurado? The last figure out we did actually is uh, for a, a guy's anniversary party up in Maryland. Uh, we did our anniversario in a, in a figure out, um, but not in the immediate future. Um, and, and this is always, you know, kind of the mix. We, we tend to do stuff like that, figure autos and, and special sizes for, an, you know, as a, as a private edition or a store exclusive or something like that. Because you have a store that will sell a Figurado really well or will sell a, a Petit Corona or whatever it is. The average person, they just don't buy that size very often, right. um, you know, unless they have, they're at a store that cultivates that kind of consumer. So when we, we, when we look at coming out with sizes, we look at the number of cigars uh, that you can put in, you know, in a store. Nobody, nobody goes, man, I really wish I built the humidor smaller, you know. Uh, so right. they have limited space and then they say, OK, well, I can take three sizes, right? What are those sizes going to be? They're going to try to go for the sizes that are the most popular. And uh, so we've done less of, of, of uh, uh, we've done in the past anniversario. We did, we did as a box press perfecto a few years ago uh, when it was still under the Casa Fernandez brand. Um, that was really cool. Um, we've done some, we, we can do them and, we, and we'll probably do them again just in the immediate uh, future. All right. Very cool. The figurados, I mean, with the right blend, that can really smack. Uh, this is from no, Green's okay. Chick. What is your favorite place to smoke a cigar? Uh, my favorite place to smoke a cigar um, is with uh, is with good people. That's where my favorite place is. You, you get some, get a good group, uh, and uh, the cigar is good. You know, That's, you, know, you, you running for office, office, Terrence? With that answer, that political <laughs> answer, with the with the great citizens no, really, of Miami. Right. Yeah, it is. <laughs> the great people of Miami are good. Yeah. No, uh, um, that's really true, though, because the, the cigar, we, we even talk about this at our salesman every year. The cigar is a conduit to uh, to to connecting with 
other people and, and convert great conversation and things like that. And that's always what the, that's why I do this is that it gives me an excuse to do that. Um, it's, you know, I love cigars, but if, if you didn't have that human connection to it, um, I don't, I don't know if I would be in the business and still smoke them. Like right. uh, I, what's great about it is, is, is those interactions. And so I think that's important to always remember. And yeah, you can enjoy a cigar by yourself, of course, but uh, you know, I, I think there's nothing better than, a bunch of people uh, you, you either just met or you've known forever and you're all of cigars and talking and joking and, and uh, you know, life is short. You know, you don't have that. We don't have that much time. And it's those moments that really, you know, make you go, okay, well, this is, this is maybe all worth it. You know? See, that's the authentic, that, that's the Terrence I was looking for. Not the George okay. W. Bush Terrence. That's, that's oh, the yeah. answer. Perfect. <laughs> uh, you answered this before, but if you could just want to just uh, repeat it again sure. for Tony Prince, when is there ever going to be Supreme Leaf back in stock? So uh, we're probably looking about March, February, into February, early March. Uh, what, what we do is uh, it's part of our Agonorsa Select program offering in, in, uh, in, in January. So we, we have, uh, we, you know, there's two opportunities. If you're part of the Select program, there's, there's, that gives you access to a greater portion of them. And then because we value all our retail partners, we make sure we also put an allotment aside uh, even uh, if you're not part of the Agonorsa Select program. And so in January, they'll place those orders for them. And then, uh, and then they'll get shipped sometime into February, early March. Awesome. Very, very much looking forward to that. From uh, Link's, Linux Toys, uh, which Agonorsa cigar do you feel has the easiest draw? Which Agonorsa Leaf cigar has the easiest draw? Um, maybe the the uh, Anniversarios uh, in, in, the, in the, the, the Corojo in the 54, the Robusto size. That's got a, it's a slight box press. Hmm. So it's got a pretty, a pretty easy draw. We're still, you know, we mostly are a traditional draw, which is, you know, a right. traditional draw uh, has some resistance to it. It's supposed exactly. to, it's, you know, that's what it's supposed to be. But some people really like that easy flow. Um, so I wouldn't say we have too many that have that really loose flow, but the Anniversario is, I would say in that Robusto size is pretty, uh, is, is pretty open. I feel like the loose flow, it'll the cigar will burn too like like much faster. Like that little bit of resistance shows it's like, it's like packed out a little bit more, and it has a nice a nice burn to it. Anything that, that I that I puff and just get a ton of smoke in every draw, I feel like it's a it's it burns faster, which I don't which I don't like. Yeah, like and it gets hot, it heats up. You know, you can potentially have uh, flavor. You know, from that. So, uh, but again, it's uh, that's what you know. There's no right answer. That that's uh, that's. That's why some people like the open draw and some people like the traditional draw. We, we tend to, to lean on the traditional draw side. I feel you. And uh, lastly, this is coming from Cajun New Barbecue. Uh, Popeyes or KFC? Uh, how, how, about, how about some good Cajun chicken? How about that? There you uh, go. All right. yeah, go I'll down to that. Lafayette, Louisiana. And get some get some of the good stuff, you know. I see, I see on your Facebook a lot. Of your, there's like a burger place that you go to a lot that looks really good. There's like a certain burger place. I think you you. Yeah, yeah. This place, a buddy of mine, he has a he has a burger place in in uh, Coral Gables, Florida, and, and uh, just a great guy. I met him during COVID. He was out there hustling while everybody else was shut down. He was trying to you know sell people beers while they were walking by, calling them road sodas, and uh, got to know road him. Road sodas, and, baby. Yeah, yeah. I can't <laughs> go wrong with those, you know. And uh, and so I got to know him, and and uh, you know, Clutch Burger, just great burgers, and uh, good good people. Again, same thing with you know, it's like it's not good only people, the product, right? you know, it's the people, you know, and that's very important. Yeah, uh, and and I go there and I'm treated really well and I have a great time and yeah, the food's excellent. But 
Um, it, it, I, I don't go there as often as I do purely to eat hamburgers. In fact, I could probably could cut down a little bit. You know, I'm concerned. <laughs> I'm getting old here. Nick. I'm, you know, Cowboys are getting old. I'm getting, I'm putting, I mean, you know, I feel you. I mean, look, I'm, I got pla- I'm packing on some weight. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah. 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 You got glasses. I, you on, got you glasses know. and you yeah. have maybe one gray hair. I know you still look great, Terrence. Um, <laughs> uh, Terrence, I want to thank you so much for, uh, for joining us. One final, if you have one last message for the JR fans out there about why they should smoke Aganorsa, give it to us. Yeah. Again, what, what I really, you know, don't take my word for it. Uh, ch- check out our YouTube channel, Aganorsa Leaf Experience. Check out our social media. Uh, check out our website agonorsalief.com and 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 learn about us and see for yourself i mean like i I don't try to convince people to have our cigars i try to find out if they're the right cigars for them and if they are great you're gonna love us and if not there's lots of other great brands Uh, it's not about convincing people it's about finding the right person excellently excellent so well said and so well blended i mean i'm Never, uh, never a tough day when I have to smoke a Naganors at Terrence. I'll tell you that much. But uh, thank you so much for joining us. We're looking forward to everything you guys are doing, everything you're coming out with, the rebrand of the uh, Rare Leaf. I'll definitely be on those. And I'll send you an email shortly about the Nick Libretti special 6x40 collection. Uh, but thanks can't a wait. lot. Can't, can't wait. Thanks a lot for joining us and have a very nice holiday and happy new year. Uh, best to you and your family and the entire Aganorsa team down there. Same to you guys. Appreciate the support. Take care. Take care. And everyone out there, thank you very much for watching. Make sure to comment, like, and subscribe. And as always, keep them lit.